0: Welcome listeners to Season 6, Episode 5 of Drinking and Screaming, a queer and feminist podcast about horror movies and cocktails. I'm Char, and my pronouns are she, they.
1: And I'm Kelly, my pronouns are they, them.
0: And this week, we're watching Cam from 2018. But first, we have an inspired cocktail creation that we made to match the mood and themes of the movie. So we made this drink to help you unwind when the camera turns off. This episode will contain discussion on sex and identity theft. I just wanted to put sex in there because no one gets, there's no sexual violence, but it's very sexual. sexual. <laughs> good call. Yeah.
1: So I, whew, I almost said it again. I almost said I made the drink, but we all know that. I called the drink sex on the web. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so good.
1: That's, uh, that's good. This oh is definitely my a God. sharp drink.
0: I'm going to have so many of these. (laughs) It's
1: good. We have a lot of the ingredients. Sex on the beach was always one of those drinks that I liked to say as a kid, because I'm like, sex on the beach. (laughs) When I go to a bar, I'm going to have sex on the beach um, or a slippery nipple, which I don't know what that (laughs) one is. But I also didn't know what sex on the beach was. Turns out (laughs) uh, it's mostly vodka, peach schnapps and juices. So, I used vodka, peach snaps, orange juice, and cranberry juice. And because Char specially requested it, I put uh, raspberry sour puss.
0: Yeah! Because
1: it gets sexy. It's got the word puss in it. (laughs) Um, I made this one super simple. The idea is that uh, after doing some. Some camming, you want to come off and uh, and relax uh, with a refreshing drink. So I literally just poured all these ingredients over some ice in a mason jar and stirred it up with a straw.
0: So basically, like equal parts of each ingredient.
1: Uh no, so it's uh one point five vodka, one peach schnapps, one raspberry sourpuss, and then two of each of the juices. But I'm gonna be fully honest with you, doesn't matter. Do whatever you want.
0: <laughs> Just pour it in. You want some
1: more vodka? Put some more vodka in there. You're, you're like then Snops. You can put some Snops in there. Probably would be good without any of the three liquors at all. Just orange juice and cranberry juice. Yeah. Go for it. It's uh, it's all up to you.
0: This is I can't sing its praises more. I think it's my favorite drink you've ever made oh. on the show. It's sour. It's sweet. It makes my tongue do a little dance every time I take a sip out of it. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> it's so good. It's also very refreshing. And with, it's incredibly hot right now where we're recording and it, we're in a heat wave. So this is I, very nice.
1: Ooh, I I had to. I'm glad you kept talking because my mouth stopped working. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of what you described for sure. It's tasty. Kind of tastes like grapefruit a little bit, even though there's no grapefruit in it. Hmm. Um I used like 100 percent juices. So. Maybe the fact that there's less overall sugar in here. That's why. But yeah, it is very added
0: sugars. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm,
1: mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I put a lot of ice in here because it'll probably melt by the time we're done. So if you hear (laughs) clinking and clanking, it's the the ice, the glass and the metal straw all working together for that fully.
0: (laughs) ASMR cocktail ASMR. We got some Patreon thank yous to do. These are special thank yous for everyone who becomes a patron, no matter the level. Uh, As you may know, our Patreon has uh, stopped doing bonus content. It's just up for folks who feel like they would like to support the show. We can't do it without your support. So thank you so, so much for everyone who's involved in our Patreon, which includes Nicholas G, Jacob M, Diana S., Ollie A, I hope you're doing a little dance right now, Ollie, because <laughs> you said that on Twitter. Aiden T, Jackie V, Roxanne B, Les Represent Podcast, Colleen D, and Aubrielle. Thank you all so, so, so much. Your support means everything. Yay,
1: thank you. I sh- should I add the little sound effect of the tokens, uh, the donations from. Oh, uh, yeah. The website, Every Name for you sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bling,
0: bling, bling. Oh, God,
1: that seems like too much editing. We'll see.
0: Bling, bling. Yeah, okay, I did it for you right now. <laughs> oh, bling. <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we watched Cam, which premiered on November 16th, 2018. It's written by Isa Mazet, and I apologize if I said that wrong. And it's directed by Daniel Goldhaber. Also, apologize if I said that wrong. It stars Madeline Brewer as Alice, the ambitious Cam girl known as Lola. Hatch Dara as Lola's number one fan and avid cam girl watcher Tinker and Melora Walters as Alice's mom, Lynn. This synopsis was written by me. Yay. So buckle up, everybody. Alice works very hard as a cam girl on FGL Free Girls Live as Lola and has been quickly rising in the site's ranks, doing special shows to make her view counts and tip numbers rise. She is so successful that she was able to move out and buy her own house, but she doesn't want to tell her mom about her career until she is good enough, a.k.a. in the top 10 of the website. When she breaks top 50, a rival cam girl who is no nude tells her chat that she will go nude if Alice's rank drops by 10, causing Alice to drop back down to 61 This causes Alice to partner up with another cam girl named Fox to do a control show at the cam girl clubhouse, which ends up being very successful. The next day, she finds that her channel has been hijacked by a lookalike. While Alice is dealing with her hijacked channel, FGL is doing nothing to help her get her account back. She visits home for her brother's birthday party, and we see that his friends had found her channel and were watching one of her videos. And it's revealed to the entire party that Alice works as a cam girl. Her family life is strained and she is still locked out of her account, which isn't playing old shows, but somehow has someone that looks just like her doing even racier content through investigating. She finds that other cam girls that are in the top 10 have said similar things to her doppelganger stream and all the similar streams have a common follower and top friend. Alice, a.k.a. Lola's top fan, Tinker, who had previously moved to her state and is living out of a hotel out of pure coincidence and totally not stalking her. Alice visits Tinker and finds out he knew about this creature, this virus, this thing that copies cam girls, and he can usually tell which one is going to be next. She confronts her doppelganger using Tinker's account, and the doppelganger doesn't even recognize her. This means that it doesn't even know what it looks like. Using this knowledge, Alice goes back to her house and tricks the fake Lola into going on a live video chat together in front of the chat room. Playing a game of monkey see monkey do, Alice breaks her nose on her desk, which causes the fake Lola to glitch out before copying what she looks like. The chat is voting on who is the better Lola and Alice, the original, wins, with the prize being her account password. She uses the password to permanently delete her account. Sometime later, Alice is getting her makeup done by her mom, and you see her nose has been permanently misshapen. She puts on a wig and sets up a new account to go live on FGL. Hit me with that trailer audio. This is this poster breaking top 50. I can taste it. Customer
1: support, how can I help you? Hi, I'm locked out of my account, and I think you guys are just replaying an old show or something. I don't think that's possible. We can't do that. Okay, well, does it say my channel's live? Yes,
0: ma'am. Hey, we have a new friend. That person is not me. But I don't know what it is. You stole my face and now I'm going to get it back. You stole my face and now I'm going to get it back. That was good. I really like the music in that. I mean, the music in the whole show is good.
1: Yeah, but I mean, again, I don't like to, you know, keep uh, (laughs) digging it this well. (laughs) You know, we've probably taken all the water out. But was that not just the entire movie?
0: My friend. Yes, it was. It showed the climax.
1: <laughs> it it ha. it showed uh, uh, all the things. Every plot point in the movie was there.
0: Including like the double video and you like, know, you stole my face. How she defeats the
1: creature. What it possibly. Yeah, like everything was in there. But the music was good. It was kind of like a, a music video short film. Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: I would still that would make me want to watch it for sure. I wouldn't have anticipated that the ending of the movie was shown in that in that trailer. Yeah. Which now that we've watched so many trailers after seeing the movies, I mean, how would you not suspect that? Because they always do that shit.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like I don't really watch trailers anymore. Mm hmm. A lot of the time either a teaser teasers are pretty good sometimes or just word of mouth at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean the amount of like Netflix and shutter and stuff that we have, we just kind of go to the horror category and we're like, this looks good. And then it's not, or it is
0: like grace, the possession. We're not even in the recommendations, but I'm just saying, don't watch that. It was bad. We turned it off after like 15 minutes.
1: There was like three movies in a whole purview that were not good. Um, (sighs) I do want to bring out one of the comments in the YouTube uh, says that a theory is this is that this movie is actually Alice in Wonderland, um, mostly because of the usage of the words such as Mad Hatter and Teapot. I think that maybe just because her name is Alice, she was she made some accounts that was Alice in Wonderland references.
0: Yeah, there's not really that much else that's Alice in Wonderland other than that. Yep.
1: Pretty much nothing else.
0: But, you know, yeah, she went down the rabbit hole to really figure out the nitty gritty of this investigation. Sure.
1: But one pill did not make her smaller and one did not make her tall. And that's the <laughs> that's the, the crux of that song that I remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have thoughts about the movie in general, not just this trailer? Uh, I do.
1: My first one's pretty uh, insular and about myself. <laughs>
0: Ooh, tell me. I love hearing about you.
1: Um, The organization of this woman is incredible. Uh, As someone with ADHD, I look at the work she did tracking like her shows, getting herself supplies, maintaining the connections, planning her schedule, et cetera, et cetera. uh, And it is incredibly impressive. Um, It's a job, obviously, but I can't do jobs that require that much of my own personal planning.
0: (laughs) sex work is work hell yes uh but yeah i really enjoyed seeing how she planned out like she used a a paper calendar like we have in our house uh and she tracked her ranking after each show on it and she could like refer back to shows very easily which helped her also when she was investigating this like demon or whatever it was uh to see like what shows did she ever do in a bubble bath or whatever uh which was cool
1: she like hid it behind a curtain too. I really liked the the amount of facade of the performance, and then like all of the little work things that she had hidden. Like she had her phone tucked underneath her coffee table and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would forget that that calendar's there. I would get halfway through July and then just never even think about it again. <laughs> um, so kudos for that. The the organization was the biggest horror for me. Um. Really. <laughs> Really hit home on that one.
0: (laughs) It was so cool to see how much work was being put into being. She was like super ambitious and it was really cool to see her climb the charts.
1: Oh, yeah. Very cool. And
0: then so sad when it got taken from her and was continuing to climb the charts. It's like
1: uh, it's like any movie or story that takes place in like an office building. You always have that one person who's like gunning gunning for exec and uh, just has to kick you down on their way up.
0: Mhm. Yeah. God, uh, oh, that drink is so good. <laughs>
1: you're like, I noticed you're like halfway done it already.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm not halfway. Okay, I'm almost halfway. <laughs>
1: it's got a really interesting color too. We didn't really talk about it, but it is. It's almost like, um, like the orange and the cranberry made this like really pale or like deep pink.
0: Yeah, because then the sour comes in too, which is pink.
1: Yeah, it's really cool, and it
0: works super well because this movie is so pink.
1: So pink. So I have pink. our, uh, our. Changing lights are smart lights. Uh, very pink and um, performative. It's the mood. Yeah. My second point is that I appreciate that we never really learn what the mimic is. You're giving me a look. Do you have like a fact or something about?
0: No. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just I was just like getting ready to listen <laughs> um,
1: Throughout the entire movie. Like we never learn. Like, is it a virus? Is there a demon? is it an alien? Like, who knows? Uh, It could be someone using deep, deep fakes to ruin people's lives. Um, I noticed I looked on an article and there's like a whole bunch of different theories about what it is. Um, And the most probable one, I guess the most grounded one is that it's like an AI programmed to just replicate like their performance styles. Um, but well,
0: it- if you're going to go that far, then oh. I will tell you a scary fact, oh. which is that there is a deleted scene that suggests oh. the mysterious figure that has taken over Alice's online persona is, in fact, an algorithm taking over hundreds of hours from Lola's past videos to create content that would attract abundance of viewers Hence, the AI or algorithm could produce content without any physical or moral restriction set by Alice.
1: Oh, I mean, so that's kind of
0: like those like AIs that like read all the friends scripts and then they're like, make a show of
1: friends. Yeah, but those are all fake. <laughs> 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 it's like Doll E, or however you're supposed to pronounce it. Um, and someone just typed in Lola in a bubble bath and then it mm-hmm. generated that image. Um, well, that makes my... The whole thing less fun because be- it must have like hacked her socials as well how else would it have known what her brother looks like or what her room layout is
0: yeah that's what tinker was saying too uh, about how like everything you put on the internet it can find it once it starts like seeping into you it goes everywhere but you're right how she didn't post anything about her home and yeah. it had the entire layout. It could walk around her house, but then like she was in her room at the time and it didn't come in. Yeah. I, w- I mean, you could I a- like what you're saying about, sorry, go ahead. I
1: know what we you going to say.
0: I really enjoy what you were saying about how you don't really know what it is. And I think that's why they took out that scene. It's cooler if you don't know.
1: Yeah, for sure. Cause I mean, it's not that much of a leap of logic to, think that it hacked into her phone and was just constantly using her camera and like movement data and stuff like that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because she logged into the site on her phone as well. So, you know, all these different things could have come into play to like draw out her house and stuff. Um, Who knows how intelligent this AI was in 2015? (laughs) Shouldn't have been that smart. (laughs)
0: 2018. Uh,
1: Well, the movie takes place in 2015. Oh, or like 2014, 2015.
0: I didn't even catch that.
1: Yeah, because we were talking about um, she finds out the baby died, but she's still performing. And it was set in 2014. And in the year 2020, we're watching this movie and we're like, does that mean that she's been dead for several years? But no, Mm -hmm. the movie takes place in 2014, 15. So um, she didn't die that long ago. But yeah, the AI should not have been that smart, which is why I thought it was like a cyber demon or something.
0: I think that's cool. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to a camp, too. Yeah,
1: that'd be cool. And then they, she has to unsummon the demon from yeah. the
0: internet.
1: I do have a third point that is uh, actually very serious. Okay. I, re- I researched this one a lot. Um, <sighs> so that's why it took me so long to be ready for this episode. Right.
0: What is boobs. it? Boobs. Ah, of course.
1: There's just a lot of boobs. Boobs.
0: There were so many boobs, so many. I mean, it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I had a bonus thought about boobs, so I think I should just, you know, flow right into that, which while we were watching this movie, I like said aloud as a comment to Kelly, Kelly. It's really cool to see all the diversity of the cam girls, because you see like there's like a few instances where they show like video, 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 video of all the different people that are online, as well as uh, when Alice is doing her investigations and she's also like studying other performers. You get like a few solid minutes of other people's performance. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was super cool, especially for me who like I'm a am not not sexual, but I don't. Like, I don't watch porn all the time or like ever. I don't masturbate. I i am very sheltered. So seeing this whole thing appear before my eyes was really, really interesting <laughs> to me because I don't know anything about that industry other than like Amaranth, who's like the biggest hot tub streamer on Twitch. And even that that's like on Twitch. It's not actually like a cam girl site. Yeah. And then like, I know OnlyFans exists. But it was really cool to see uh, this kind of sex work being done. And I really liked the clubhouse where they did like they all work together. Some of them live there. And it's like so much community, which was really Mm -hmm. cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, as someone who definitely has a lot of experience in these sites.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we get both sides of the coin here.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it does. It is kind of like that. I mean, I don't know. It always kind of struck me as a like safer I mean safer still in the sex work industry means of doing it so it's like more accessible to people because like you're in your home um you can you have the freedom to do whatever you feel comfortable with like you don't have a director or something like forcing you to do things you don't want to do yeah um so to me that always seemed interesting I actually considered doing it once uh and I was like hey these are all the things I enjoy doing and I can probably research enough about it to do it But I didn't end up doing it. I'm also very bad at networking, so I don't think I would be that successful.
0: I don't know, because it's also like it's basically content creation, which you are very good at. Yeah,
1: I'm not good at promoting, though. (laughs) I have a lot of content on the Internet that people don't know about. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it it does always seem a lot more diverse, uh, probably because of that. And also, like, you don't you're not being shut down by casting directors or anything like that. Um, You can just start recording. And you still have to deal with the toxicity of the internet, but um, at least you're in control of the content that you make.
0: Yeah. And you can see like people get banned really quick. They had safety measures up in place. They control their own schedule so they can end stream whenever they want. They don't have to take private video chats if they don't want to. I also thought it was cool that you could see they could charge differently depending on who's calling them. So like when their whale calls, they can up it to 500 tokens or whatever. Yeah. Whereas if it's Tinker. It can be free because he, you know, helps you fake kill yourself on stream.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, then you also have to think about the tinkers that end up stalking you.
0: Yeah, which was scary when she was in the store and he walked by. I was like, oh, ah, my heart was in my throat. (laughs) Oh, man. We're going to take a moment to talk about our socials and Sponsors.
1: This season of drinking and screaming would not be possible without the support of Mad Lab Distillery. With us since the very beginning, this distillery is Canadian and we love everything they create. You can get their amazing products at a private liquor store near you or at madlabdistilling.com. Hey, guess what vodka I used in this drink today?
0: <gasps> That's
1: right, they're Viking vodka.
0: Nom, nom, nom. Yeah. <laughs> Evil Amy is continuing to sponsor our show. It is the end of July, folks. By the time you're listening to this, it's August. What are you doing? There's only two months until Halloween. Go over to evilamystoreshop.com and use code EVIL10 for 10% off your purchase of spooky halloween horror items. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Drink underscore Scream, on Facebook at Drink and Scream, and you can email us at drinkingandscreaming at gmail.com. I mean, if you do any of those things, I'll probably mention it on the show.
1: For more information and to buy some merch, go to drinkingandscreaming.com.
0: All right, guys. Sorry, I had to go pee. Time to get back to the episode. Bling, 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 bling. That was supposed to be a side point, but that was a really good discussion. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad that we dove <laughs> a bit deeper into that. Um, Something else that I want to talk about. It was sort of mentioned in my synopsis, but not uh into very much detail, was the reveal that happens for the mom. Mm. So at the party, we already know that um Alice's brother is aware of her being a cam girl. She's like shown him excitedly like i killed myself last night look at this video (laughs) and he was like oh cool uh and he's super supportive but she feels like she can't tell her mom and she says it's because she needs to be better she needs to be in the top 10 before she can tell her mom and it doesn't seem like she's ashamed of being a cam girl but it's also like the double life that a lot of people in the sex work industry have to live especially if your mom is so conservative But then so at this party at her brother's birthday party, the the kids there or the teens find her videos and are watching it and it starts a fight and the mom gets the phone that they're watching it on. And there's like 30 people there, maybe. And she doesn't turn the phone off. She just stares at it. And it's like playing audio loudly and it's video of her daughter and it's not like, don't be ashamed of your daughter, but also like her daughter's also in front of you looking <laughs> so mortified. It was weird to me that she didn't like turn it off right away. She like took the moment. It was like more than a few seconds to yeah. stare at it. I mean, I
1: understand being in shock, but yeah, you're the, the mom. Uh, the mom powers should kick in to protect your, your daughter yeah. versus the shock.
0: yeah. And she handled it really well. Like she stood her ground after and she was going to like then just explain to her mom. And she gave the kid his phone back, which I was like, wow, like maybe I would have smashed it or something. (laughs) Uh, But the mom didn't want to hear it at the time, which was was too bad. And she ended up leaving the party. But then later on, it was also nice that we got a scene of the mom and her talking alone. And uh, she mentions like, you're good. I've watched some of it and I <laughs> was like, kind oh. of creepy. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I would be curious.
1: Hopefully she went to some of the less, less explicit ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That control stream was a bit. <laughs> um, but I did like that. She took the time to be interested in her daughter's work. And yeah. I mean, at the end of the movie, it really comes full circle because she's doing her daughter's makeup for the stream.
1: Yeah. And it for definitely sense. like, there's a bit of, um, Like tension at the end, but I think that was mostly out of concern for her safety because of the AI demon that Mm -hmm. tried to uh, steal her identity Um, and less about the actual work that she is doing. So yeah, she was very supportive, which was nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, My last point is something that apparently almost everybody agrees with me online. So I feel a bit better about this is that I hated the ending of this film. Mm. It was so lackluster for me. And it wasn't like, I love our discussion of like, what is the creature and all that sort of stuff. But that's what I mean is that this was so rushed, I guess is the right word. Like they didn't do any explanation Which in that way, if they wanted it to be like super mysterious, then that would have been fine. But at least do like a longer game of monkey see monkey do to like hype up the stakes or, you know, cause more tension. It felt like she was with Tinker. She recognized that the A.I. didn't realize who she was. And then like the movie was over in like two minutes after that. Yeah, It did show that she
1: was very much like very inventive or like very smart and like came up with the idea very quickly Mm -hmm. which sort of fit with the rest of the movie but yeah i agree that it was like she went from discovering what the problem is to solving it in like a scene
0: yeah which also it also felt like it was kind of pointless because she ended up changing her whole cam girl aesthetic so why did she have to get her account back and delete it if she was just going to make another account anyways
1: Yeah. And then she tells her mom, like, I'll do it again.
0: Yeah, I'll do. I'll just keep doing it over and over. But I guess um, she doesn't want like these videos to continue when it's not her. Yeah. And it's her face and people can watch it because we also know that she has like three integral rules for her sex work, which is that she never says, I love you. She never fakes her orgasms and something else. And the AI was like breaking those rules, which made her feel upset.
1: Yeah, it was also telling Tinker to meet up with her.
0: Yeah, uh, that that's sort of true. that sort of stuff
1: would be more fucked up. Is that like it gets fans and then tells them where what her address is and how like to come see her?
0: Okay, never mind. You're totally right. She had to fuck. Fuck off with that shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: But it was very empowering that like she didn't let that stop her from doing the thing that she was very good at.
0: Yeah. And we don't really talk about that too much, but I, I mentioned it in the synopsis, like at the start of the film, it's clear that she's like been so successful that she moved out of her home. She bought a place. She's like setting up everything. I mean, the amount of sex toys that she has too. like those are not cheap.
1: Yeah. And you see her order like an $8,000 couch while just chilling with her mom. Yeah. Um, I just
0: bought a $3,000 couch. It was the first big purchase I ever made. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah.
1: And that was that was very stressful to her. (laughs) She was just doing it while she was getting her makeup done. Um, Yeah. So I it it was really cool. It was a cool narrative at the end that like she was keeping her power to like do what she's good at. But also, as you said, very anticlimactic. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's <laughs> not the whole, not the uh, the narrative, but the the stakes of this being like a psychological thriller. I would have loved to see more happen. Like she breaks her own nose on her desk, which is having that courage to do it not once, but twice in a row with a bit of time in between. Like, you kn- you can feel that pain and then you do it again it is pretty metal. Yeah. But also I just it would have been cool if like. Maybe that was still the climax of the monkey see monkey do, but it like they dragged it out a bit more to have more of like a tete a tete of the AI kind of like fighting her or something. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but that's I it. agree.
0: <clears throat> All
1: right, guys, we've been talking about it for a few weeks now. I got the Reconomicon in the mail, and if I got enough donations, I was going to open it live on camera. OK, bling, so bling, bling, give some. Bling. All right. Thanks, guys. All bling. right. Oh yeah, keep it coming, almost, almost. Almost. All right. That means we're gonna open the rec (laughs) the (laughs) that was pretty good that
0: was good you like took a breath before I was like what's going on and then the voice came out like yeah that's good Um,
1: my recommendation is uh, Simulacra from 2017 I've been on a video game kick recently on these Mm -hmm. uh, recommendations Uh, but at least this one at least they've mostly been cinematic in this game you find a woman's phone and need to like piece together what happened to her and it kind of gets like spooky as it goes on and on
0: kind of it gets spooky. It gets pretty
1: spooky, and it sort of fits the theme of like the is it a demon in in the computer? Or is it just an AI? Who totally. knows? Uh, that's Simulacra from 2017. It's actually on Steam, and it's like six bucks. So it's
0: also been long enough since we played it that I don't really remember it, but I remember how much I loved it. So I would play it again.
1: There's also three of them.
0: Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> recommendation is unfriended from 2014 which is another Bloomhouse movie and it deals with this like again the sort of like i don't know virus demon entity that kills people over a skype call this was pre-zoom okay uh unfriended from 2014 which one of these days we have to do on the show because that series is pretty good yeah scaredy facts This is the part of our show where we invite you to snuggle up with us on the fuzzy pink rug as we (laughs) let go of the stream and read some scaredy or scaredy facts, read some (laughs) trivia and, you know, remind ourselves that this was just a movie and we are okay and we can order takeout. I have a few scaredy facts and these they're few, but they are gems. I had three. I already gave one away, which was about the deleted scene. But the other two are great. Uh, first off, I had to start with this because I was curious about it and the writer, so Isa Maze, Isa Maze, not sure, uh, drew on her time as a webcam model when writing the screenplay. So it was written by a sex worker, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. She said in an interview, the goal she started with was to create a film where an audience would empathize with a sex worker. The two films she looked at most when conceptualizing were, uh, Whiplash from 2014 and Black Swan from 2010. Both of those movies have protagonists who are obsessive and ambitious about what they're doing, who throw themselves into self-sacrifice for their art. She was also inspired by David Cronenberg's Videodrome from 1983 because he never uses body horror gratuitously. It's Hmm. always connected to a theme or character. Nice. Which is, we didn't mention this, but there's a few other instances of Lola doing like self-harm
1: yeah. Tropes on
0: her show that are done really well. It's almost like snuff films. And then she breaks out of it and it's like, wasn't that cool? Which I thought was, <laughs> it was cool. Yes, yeah. it was.
1: <laughs> it's a really fun scene to do. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So just hearing that it was all written by a sex worker was awesome. So you know that it's coming from a real place of genuineness.
1: Yeah. I think she also wrote a book as well.
0: Ooh, that's I think cool. It's
1: called Cam Girl. Thanks. Yeah. I'd be um, interested to read that. I actually learned quite a bit about her because uh, while I was looking for other things, I kept stumbling on articles about her. So she actually was very successful. She was making like twenty two thousand a month or something. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, but I don't know if people can really be that successful nowadays.
0: I'm telling you, Amaranth, she makes like millions of dollars.
1: Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck.
0: And then she invests it like she has this whole team of staff. But then also there's the other. This gets a bit personal for Amaranth. But um, she also has the negative side of things where she had someone come from Europe to her home state to park outside her P.O. box and wait for her to come pick it up so he could follow her home and like mm. all this terrible stuff she had to like and police did nothing to help her. She had to like hire security guards. It was like fucked hey,
1: up. Hey, hey, Man, can you just fucking chill, please? Yeah. (laughs) Can you just be cool for once in your fucking life? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that's what I'm saying. You (laughs) if you work hard, you can do anything. And that's true for (laughs) any job. Okay. and this one I really, really, really love. So in an interview, the writer talked about how the star, Madeline Brewer, decided how naked she would be throughout the film. So how she handled this is a quote. How she handled nudity was interesting. We had a nudity rider in the contract for legal reasons, obviously, but it was up to Maddie on set how naked she wanted to be in each scene. She was able to engage with the character in such a deep way where she could say like today, I think Alice is more nude than written or on other days. Alice is less nude than written. And it really helped make sure that none of the nudity was coming from an objectifying or gratuitous place. It was always tied into the character's psychology and where Alice was at that point in the story. Nice. Which I totally felt throughout the movie. She's mostly not nude. Um, Yeah. In the control, I remember specifically in the control stream, there was a lot of nudity. And that one I felt was like very vulnerable too because that was when she had like broken top 50 and then like lost all those ranks because of a rival cam girl. So she had to like be vulnerable and like put herself over the edge to get back at that.
1: hmm. And then later times when she's continuously nude, it's more from the demon AI thing yeah. and sort of like pushing the barrier of what she would probably normally be comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really cool, especially the fact that it was up to the uh, actor to do as much or as little as they wanted to.
0: Totally. And also the outfits were really cool. <laughs> yeah. I was I, like, damn, <laughs> I mean would that, wear that normally.
1: <laughs> the first outfit that she starts with, with like the open varsity jacket and like the the hoonies? underwear was
0: really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the one that uh, the AI was wearing where it was like black, not leather, but like that shiny material. And it had like two large red hearts on the bustier. Oh, yeah. That was really cute. That
1: was cool. And
0: there was like. When we talk about the diversity of the cam girls too, there was a lady that was just covered in blue glitter. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> that was she was cool. like rubbing herself with glitter. That one was awesome. <laughs> I'm curious as well if all of those uh cutaways were real cam girls, like cameos Ooh. from Cam Eos <laughs> um from real performers.
0: I don't know. We could maybe find out by looking in the credits of the actual film. I would assume not. But it could be, could
1: be, be interesting. Yeah, could be or like maybe friends of the director,
0: perhaps. Yeah,
1: like ex colleagues.
0: And that's it. Those are the only scary facts I had.
1: Nice. I mean, those they were are- so juicy. Yeah, we got to talk about them. Yeah. And then the deleted scene one that you mentioned earlier, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Do you have some final thoughts?
0: I do. We had seen this film before, so obviously I really enjoyed it because I wanted to put it on the show and I would still watch this again. I found it at oddly comforting. I really resonated with Lola slash Alice, and I thought that her content grind and struggle was really cool. And obviously, I mean, the writer did exactly what she wanted, which was to get an audience member to connect with a sex worker. And mm-hmm. I thought that they did that swimmingly well.
1: Yeah. Hey, guess what? Showing that someone's human. Uh, humanizes them. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah, my final thought was that it's really nice to watch a horror movie about sex workers that wasn't about killing sex workers. Yeah. When I was trying to look for recommendations, those don't exist. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's been Cam, a movie about fucking yourself out of a job. <laughs>
0: This week, this is a treat for you, Kelly. We'll be watching Maximum Overdrive yeah. from 1986. So many car facts. And remember, always scream responsibly. Ah. Bye. What if someone takes over our show? They did.
1: I've been dead for three years now.
0: No. Thank you for listening to Drinking and Screaming.
1: Drinking and Screaming is produced and edited by Charlene Baer.
0: Our sound engineer and logo designer is Kelly Wright.
1: And it's hosted by, yep, you guessed it, Kelly Wright and Charlene Baer.
0: For bonus episodes, Patreon poll voting privileges and exclusive rewards, become a patron at patreon.com slash drink and scream.
1: Want a shout out? Review us on Apple Podcasts and we'll read your review live on the show.
0: For more information, check out our website, drinkingandscreaming.com.